You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. This morning, we reached out to Widlaw Marinku. He's the editor-in-chief of a news organization called Ayibo Post in Port-au-Prince, Haiti. Well, right now, I am not in hiding, but I'm not at my place because since Wednesday, I think as a precautionary measure, uh, I should not be living at my place. It's a very difficult and murky situation, and there is a lot of unknown, and we know that in Haiti, insecurity is a big issue. And during a time where there is a vacuum in leadership, anything can happen. Tonight, the nation of Haiti is reeling after the assassination of its president inside his home. Last Wednesday at 1 a.m. precisely, according to the prime minister of Haiti, a commando of foreign individuals, uh, including Colombians and at least two Haitian Americans, entered the residence of the president of Haiti, Jovenel Moïse. The attackers seen here approaching the president's residence in trucks apparently pretended to be agents of the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration. During this time, uh, early in the morning, uh, the president was in his bed with his wife and two of his children was in the house as well. The commandos entered the house, killed the president and wounded his wife, and then the assailants left the place freely. It seems that uh, this horrible act was carried out by well-trained professional skillers. Right after this attack, police officers exchanged uh, fire with the assailants. Uh, you know, during the war morning, folks in the area could listen to shots uh, fired. But a lot of questions remained with regard to what happened precisely. For instance, one of the Haitian American could be here in the recording screaming, this is a DEA operation, this is a DEA operation. There is a lot of details we don't know. Um, what we know is the relationship between Haiti and the US, what we know is the power for instance, uh, the DEA came, uh, I think a couple of years back, to arrest an elected senator. Uh, his name is Guy Philippe, who was implicated um, in drug trafficking. So he's in a prison cell in the U.S. right now. Um, we know since the attack that at least one of the assailants, of the alleged assailants, uh, walked uh, in the past for the DEA, but he was not actively working at the time, so he was not conducting any mission for the DEA. But uh, this linked uh, to the DEA, uh, you know, raised uh, more questions. 
chief among them is how a group of allegedly 28 um, people could conduct such an horrific act. How did they enter the residence of the president and we are not seeing any wounds from the security detail of the president? What do we know at this point about who's behind this assassination? We have several narratives being put forward. One is the group of people who killed the president was guided by at least one guy. His name is Emmanuel Sano. In a press conference Sunday, Haiti's chief of police announced the arrest of 63-year-old Haitian-American Christian Emmanuel Sanon for his alleged role in orchestrating last week's killing of the country's president, Jovenel Moise. You know, he has deep ties to Florida. He presents himself as a doctor who has, like, uh, different uh, organizations in Haiti and in the Dominican Republic. Do you know every Haitian has a passport? Do you know why? because they get ready to leave the country. He fell for bankruptcy in 2013. And it's unclear how someone like that could organize such a plot where, um, you know, lots of people were being paid thousands of US dollars. So um, when the authorities present this gentleman as the mastermind, along with two unnamed orders, most people were skeptical, and most people are still skeptical that he was, in fact, um, the mastermind. But what we know is this gentleman, he had political ambitions. But I want to tell them something. There is a hope coming in. Not that hope that men, that people been offered to them. I will bring hope to them. He wanted, actually, to be the leader of Haiti. And we spoke to uh, people who were close to him. Um, and apparently, he planned to run for election this year. But these same people who were helping him, uh, putting you know together an economic plan, they will tell you that they are shocked. And they are very, very skeptical that he would sign up for an operation to actually kill the president. So there is this narrative uh, in one side, but in the other side, you have the second narrative, which is uh, being put forward by civil society, by folks in the opposition, saying that actually the president was killed by someone or by his security people. So who's in power now? That's the million-dollar question. Um, and I think this is the second storm that is coming to Haiti, quite frankly. Because right after the attack, uh, a man named Claude Joseph, who resigned uh, uh, two days before as prime minister, feeling to take the role and conduct the affairs of the, of the government. After Maurice was assassinated, Prime Minister Claude Joseph announced a 15-day state of siege. But a new prime minister appointed by Maurice, Ariel Henry, was supposed to have taken over that very day, and he says he's the rightful ruler. So right now, both men claimed a right to run the country. But adding to that, you have the Senate, which has 
10 elected officials. And this is very important. These 10 elected officials are the only elected officials in Haiti right now. You should have hundreds, but because the last president, the past president who was killed, did not organize elections on time. So you just have these 10 senators as uh, people who were elected in Haiti. So they get together and they selected one of them, the president of the Senate right now, uh, his name is Alain Bell, to be the next president of Haiti. You can see the complicated situation that arised, and there is no clear answer. How is this going to be resolved in the, in the coming days and weeks? Do you have any idea? One constitutional lawyer I talked to is telling me that the best way to resolve this is to make sure that, you know, different political actors get together, including the Senate, including civil society, including, you know, different stakeholders who would have a say in this matter to have a basic uh, common ground um, agreement so they can choose who should run the country. But at the same time, the international community is stepping in to, you know, to have a say in this matter. Um, for instance, the head of the UN in Haiti uh, go in public to say that the actual prime minister, Claude Joseph, should be running the country all the way until the next election. Prime Minister Joseph, um, um, is um, is the Prime Minister of Haiti. And he is such, per uh, Article 149 of the, of the current Constitution, the 1987 Constitution. But the problem is, first of all, he resigned. Uh, second of all, he's a very disputed figure. And it's very hard to know how you will have people come together and participate in election with uh, Claude Joseph as Prime Minister. And in the meantime... Haitian officials last week asked the United States to send troops to the island to help keep the peace. Doesn't seem like President Biden was terribly into the idea. What's the latest on that request? Well, what we do know is effectively the Haitian government uh, asked the UN and the US to send troops to protect key infrastructures and, and apparently to also uh, give some help uh, in the next election. Uh, but the US uh, declined uh, at the time to send troops, but they say the issue is um, in review and they don't rule out uh, sending, um, you know, uh, troops in Haiti. What we know is most people in Haiti, or a lot of people in Haiti, actually are skeptical regarding um, sending troops in Haiti. Uh, remember, the last UN uh, peacekeeping mission in Haiti was uh, mirrored by civil scandals, including the brain cholera uh, in Haiti uh, right after the, the earthquake. Um, Thousands of people died and uh, about a million people were infected by this uh, disease. And they were also implicated in sexual abuses. So people are very skeptical uh, that the solution here would be to send troops. And you can see also the U.S. and the international community not very aggressive in pushing this idea forward because they know um, how things can, you know, quickly go wrong. 
People of Haiti deserve peace and security, and Haiti's political leaders need to come together for the good of their country. Over the weekend, I dispatched a, uh, a high-level expert delegation to assess the situation and to determine where the United States can offer our support. And, finally, and, and in the meantime, what's the feeling in Port-au-Prince? I mean, you mentioned that you're basically in hiding. How does the nation's capital feel right now? Um, right after the assassination, um, you did not see a lot of people in the street. The government declared a state of siege. The airport was closed at that time. But right after, you know, a couple of days after, um, things are starting to get back to normal. You have the sensation that, you know, folks are trying to live a normal life despite the circumstances. Um, but at the same time, there is uh, worry. And this is, this is in the state that we are in. More with Whitlaw in a minute on Today Explained. Support for Today Explained comes from Mint Mobile, the only cell phone that tastes good. When the deal is too good to be true, there's probably a catch, right? That incredibly cheap flight to Europe? You probably can't bring a bag or pick your seat or use the restroom. So when I tell you that Mint Mobile offers wireless plans for just 15 bucks a month when you purchase a three-month plan, you're probably wondering, what's the catch? Well, according to Mint Mobile, there is no catch. According to Mint Mobile, it's only 15 bucks a month and their plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, you can go to mintmobile.com slash explain. That is mintmobile.com slash explain. You can cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash explain. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint mobile for details. Support for Today Explained comes from FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. If you like spy thrillers or indeed Elizabeth Moss, then you might want to check out FX's The Veil. It's an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. Oh, I'll go. One woman has a secret, same here, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. Woodlaw, I know you're not a historian, but but help us understand how Haiti's history with with the international community has been complicated since since the early days of Haiti. I mean, they had to pay France like twenty one billion dollars right around the country's founding, right? Haiti started as a you know 
its revolution um, in the 18th uh, century. Um, and in 1804, we took our independence from French. Uh, it was bloody. During the um, 19th century, the France asked Haiti to pay to basically stay independent. So um, I've seen reports uh, this year talking about how France owned um, Haiti billions, actually, uh, of dollars. Um, one economist estimated that France should pay back Haiti 28 billions of dollars uh, in U.S. dollars today. Uh, and it's the cost of, of um, this retribution that France asked from Haiti at the time. Um, in the 20th century, actually in 1915, um, the U.S. invaded Haiti, um, and it was a context similar like, like, like this one we are in right now. Uh, a president was killed. Uh, his name is Villebrun Guillaume Sam, and the U.S. Um, you know, came, invaded the country, and took over. United States Marines land in Haiti to battle Haitian bandits, threatening destruction of American properties, and native bandits quickly head for the hills. Um, they, of course, they left in 1934, um, but uh, since that time, the U.S. still was a very powerful, uh, you know, element in the country. When we had the dictatorship of Duvalier, Papabdoc, uh, it was a very brutal dictatorship, the U.S. Uh, supported the regime all the way from 1957 to 1986, when his son, Baby Duvalier, uh, left power. Thousands of Haitians made a pilgrimage today to Gonaïve, a city north of Port-au-Prince, where three students were shot to death last November. They were remembered as martyrs at a mass celebrating the fall of Duvalier. Uh, and, you know, uh, these are things, if you go uh, until today, uh, with the intervention of the U.S. in 1994 to bring back Jean-Bertrand Aristide, um, who was elected democratically uh, in the country, but uh, was had to leave, had to flee, um, because he, he was the victim of a coup d'etat. The message of the United States to the Haitian dictators is clear. Your time is up. Leave now, or we will force you from power. And, you know, thousands of Haitians died, actually, uh, during this period. And you can see massive corruption. Um, and a lot of people will tell you that um, Haiti is in, it's in the push shape that it is in right now because of, you know, this bloody um, dictatorship. In 2010, there's this cataclysmic earthquake in Haiti. How does the country recover from that earthquake? I don't know if we recovered from that. There was a lot of hopes regarding how that event would be a foundational date for Haiti, about how we would use these events to you know, put Haiti 
on the path for economic success and you had massive aid coming from the foreign entities like you call Haiti the, the nation of NGO. It's because you have a lot of NGOs in this country. Um, but uh, years after that, you have little to show in terms of uh, construction, in terms of infrastructure, in terms of how people are in better shape uh, now than they were then. Uh, you have, for instance, this year, 4.4 million people uh, in urgent and critical need of food, according to the UN. Um, and you have thousands of people fleeing the home because of the violence of gangs. But all the way uh, until last January, I was conducting reporting showing that you still have camps, some camps, uh, that are left um, years after the earthquake. So I think the country is um, not in, the, in a better shape, and some people would argue that we are in a worse shape uh, since uh, when we have the earthquake. And it's in this climate that Jovenel Moises comes to power? He became president in 2017 with lots of promises. I'm working hard to be close with the, with the, with the par parliament because no way uh, a president can work without deputies, without senators. It's but uh, years after, his own government um, was embattled in civil scandals. He personally was embattled in corruption cases. You have reports, including from the judicial system, that says that his own companies um, was committing embezzlement um, and in a scandal in Haiti that we call Petro Caribe, where you know billions of dollars from a pre, uh, from a fund uh, that was set up with uh, the Venezuelan government uh, from a program that we call Petro Caribe, uh, and the president was implicated in these things. And because of this scandal, he suffered of several mass protests, uh, I mean, since his election, actually. Um, and these protests were still ongoing uh, this year. Um, and people were asking him to be removed from power. But overall, the country was in the bad shape when he came in president and the country, and he left the country in a you know, more dire situation, actually, uh, than when he came. What's the path forward for Haiti? I mean, the country's often described as the poorest in the Western Hemisphere. We have reason to believe that foreign aid, international intervention, self-rule, all of these things can be problematic. So what's the solution here? You've got this power vacuum. You've got an assassinated president. You've got people in the country asking for the United States to step in. We have historical precedent that suggests that's not always the best idea. What do you think the best path forward is? I don't know if I have any solution myself. Um, I think, I don't know what the path forward is, but I, what I do know is most people I talk to ask that the international community at least once 
sit down and listen to civil society, listen to grassroots organizations, listen to the stakeholders that are Haitian and who have uh, his, their say in what is going on and see if uh, a common ground can emerge and, and a consensus can emerge uh, so they can decide together what the future of Haiti should be. You run a Haitian news website. You've been covering everything we've talked about today. What gives you hope? Oh, boy. What gives me hope? It's the most difficult question that you ask me. Uh, but what gives me hope is the Haitian people. Um, I know my people. I know my colleagues at Aibu Post. I know how incredibly talented they are. And I know how most Haitians believe in Haiti. Uh, you will hear about how some people are leaving the country. Um, during our history, every time you have political turmoil, you have a wave of people who leave the country. During the dictatorship, for instance, a lot of people, and actually very professional, very educated people, left to Canada, to Congo, to the US. Um, during the earthquake, some people left. And during the last crisis as well, you have some people who leave. But you have also a core um, of people who believe in this country, who love this country, and who think that we can make it work. Um, and uh, I believe in these people, actually. I believe that if they get together and have their say in what's going on, uh, we will be able to find a Haitian solution to the crisis. What is the solution? I don't know. But uh, I am very positive that something good, something great, something um, functional can come out of Haitian reunion. And uh, yeah, this is what gives me hope. Widlaw Marinku is the editor-in-chief of the Aibo Post in Haiti. It's Widlaw. 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 You can find his work at aibopost.com. That's A-Y-I-B-O-P-O-S-T.com. If your français is rusty, there's a link at the top that says in English. I'm Sean Ramosperum. This is Today Explained in English. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.